welcome to Hey Julie, a podcast about Big Brother. In this October 2021 edition, <laughs> hi Danielle. Hi Rhett. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. You know, I feel like my calendar opened up since Big Brother ended and it there's lots of great content to fill those hours with. Mm. So I'm actually doing I'm I'm doing swimmingly. That's fantastic. No, yeah. we're sorry. We're so sorry. We we we're wanted sorry. to pod after the finale. She couldn't, she couldn't get it together. We couldn't align our bi-coastal no. lifestyles. So here we are, almost a full week after the BB finale. But we're gonna we're gonna That's cover it. That's good. We've we have had time to let things settle in, to let things marinate a little bit. We've had time to let people get their phones back. Exactly. People <laughs> have their phones back. You know, some of the casts are still in L.A. chasing that Hollywood dream. Some have returned home to their friends and families. It, there's no right or wrong way. It's just different. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing posts like, oh, I saw these people. I saw the cat, the jury out at this restaurant or that. I'm like, yeah, I want to be at that restaurant. <laughs> well, why can't you go? You're there. I know. Well, I don't go out. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. the issue. Yeah, that's the issue. So we'll talk. We'll talk about the Survivor finale, or no, the Big Brother finale. Catch up on Survivor a little bit. See what else is going on. So I, I didn't watch any of the other lead up episodes to the finale, where like no. they do their little breakfast and where X wins. Oh, like who on. cares? There was enough fluff in the finale of like Derek F and Aza arguing, and it's like, I mean, it's interesting, but like yeah. we we're arguing over second place. Y'all know that, right? So, like, there's no drama in it. No. I, that's the thing. I mean, like the rest of the season, there's no drama, period. There, It was very heartwarming, I have to say. Xavier really is, like, the perfect winner. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's better than no, Kylan, than our, of yeah, course, winner. Well, there's, there's just nothing. My biggest issue with him, I've said it a million times, he was kind of boring and he stopped the drama. But he's just like a perfectly. Li- I find him very likable, despite of in this, despite of all that. You know, he's twenty seven years old. He's a young boy. This is a crime. He's. I'm not <laughs> saying he looks old, but he looks very mature. I and, and I he's feel like accomplished. A boy. That's he the is. issue. He's a model slash lawyer. He and he, yeah, he holds himself very. He's so mature. And he's I mean, bartended I guess at weddings. Yeah. 27-year-olds should be mature. So I guess we just have low standards. Well, I think but you and I are just not very. No, that's, that's for sure. I look in the mirror <laughs> and I see someone who's older than 27, but not quite mature. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he was a good winner. Um, I mean, not it's not a spoiler at this point. The week after, <laughs> Xavier won. We all knew this was going to happen. There was no... I, I tweeted this because it was a two-hour-long finale. I yeah. was like, I can't watch the second hour of this live. I watched the first hour, and I went to bed because I knew he was going to win. <laughs> well, I thought, I, thought it was actually a fun, I thought it was actually a fun finale despite that, and I've taken a lot of notes. And, you know, I, one of the things, too, like, I think they, t- they spaced it out pretty well. Like, there was quite a, quite a Q&A between the, the casting of the votes and the revealing there of the sure votes. Yeah. We had a jury panel sans Dr. Will. We had, you know, uh, we had a, a bit of the Derek F. and Aza relationship 
crumbling and sort of Derek F's final heel turn as perhaps maybe the villain of the season. Yeah. And I, I thought it was good. But first, first, we got to start out with a very, very church friendly dress from Julie Chen Moonves. So, Miss Chen. I was shocked when I saw this dress and I know we got a couple tweets about it as well, because I think we all noticed the same thing. And that when I say all, I mean, us ladies, you know, women through the years have made great strides in our choice of undergarments, but there are still some questionable choices we're left with. And sometimes it's hard. Listen, it's hard where figuring out your under wear situation for certain outfits. Something sometimes you fall in I love. Wouldn't I wouldn't know. <laughs> sometimes you fall in love with a dress or an ensemble. And it's just like that piece is so exciting. But then you're like, shit, but what am I gonna wear on So this? what's the issue? Like I'll wear this dress, but my my normal underwear yeah, they, they they you can see the texture of it through the exactly. Through you'll the be able butt. to see my bra. You'll oh, yeah. be able to see my un, you know, my underwear lines. You know that's why the thong became so popular. Is yeah, women no just, lines. We're exactly, just one very tiny line. I personally don't care about bottom underwear lines. I'm like whatever. Check them out. They're everyone's there. got everyone's got butts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so the issue wasn't the bottoms that here. The issue oh, okay. was the top, actually. I didn't notice any of this. It looked, oh, it was the first thing I saw. And I'm, I'm going to try to find the other, the Twitter name of the other people who also met and saw it. Because it looked like she was wearing a sports bra underneath the dress. Look, I love a sports bra, too. There's nothing wrong with that. But it was a strange choice knowing that that was going to be very visible on television when you could very easily wear a bra that would not be seen at all. So I just think, I think this goes into the larger issue at hand, which is that Julie, I, maybe it wasn't even a bra, a sports bra. Maybe it was like a full undergarment bodysuit, like what Mormons wear. Well, and that's, that's what she's doing My now. one thought on it, and we know I'm less sophisticated on this was like, it was a very, it, it was a very, it covered up a lot. Not that Julie is ever, showing much but like i just i was i I called it like a church dress it looked like she was going to church on sunday it was bright it covered up everything and it was it was elegant and um but also despite its bright red color it was boring i'm gonna give it a not it was boring um cal diamond is who is saying is that a shelf bra situation because that's something common and common in women's uh see it's great that we have both genders represented on this podcast yeah (laughs) we do have a couple great questions by the way um including (laughs) is kyland chuggy (laughs) oh kyland is uh, yeah kyland is kyland is chuggy because on (laughs) kyland is chuggy because on his i don't know i haven't seen it but i would imagine on his dating profile he would say like I'm a real, I'm a real nerd. I watch Marvel movies. Yeah. Or and it's don't like, talk, don't talk to me if you're not a Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, very much into the HP universe. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you really like the Marvel movies, you're not a nerd. You like the most popular movies in the world. Yeah. Sorry. Same. Not nerdy. 
Same for Star Wars. Watching The Lighthouse. That's a nerd movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Watching some big, you know, foreign film that came out 12 years ago. If it's on Criterion Collection, it's your nerd. nerd. Yeah. If it makes a billion dollars, you're you're popular. You're a jock. Sorry. You're a jock. And Sorry you're to all the nerds out there. Yeah. Uh, I've, I, I didn't give my my rating, but I will say I found this dress to be a knot. A knot. Just bad notes to end the season on. Someone, we could have had the someone, vest. We could have had the sleeveless oh, vest with the leather the and the sleeves. We could have had those jeggings back again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We there were a lot of bangers this season. But yeah, we had some ones. We had some good ones. Maybe for Celebrity Big Brother. Uh, yeah, it was a a very politician's wife way to end the season, which I guess totally aligns with <laughs> Julie's whole thing. <laughs> you know what's funny? And this is so on a tangent, but like The Good Wife, fabulous show. About a woman, it's about a woman standing by her man who publicly humiliates her and cheats on her, and it's it's a great show. Um, That's it aired on CBS. Oh yeah, I mean I'm aware of that. I'm aware of the the elevator pitch for it. I'm aware Mm -hmm. of the good fight. Yes, spinoff show starring Christine Baranski on Paramount (laughs) Plus. Yeah, great show as well. But it's just kind of ironic, the exact same thing, but Julie Chen Moonves wishes she was Alicia Florek. All right, anyway, moving on. (laughs) Christine Baranski should host uh, Big Brother. Yeah, I would love that. Or be a celeb. I rewatched Adam's Family Values recently. Excellent film. A classic to watch around the Halloween month. Oh, yeah. Everyone's great in that. Including I mean, ha- she's so young and great in it. And Peter McNichol as well. I believe that's the actor's name. Yeah. Uh, so he always good. plays weirdos. Yeah. From Ally McBeal. And uh, Joan Cusack as the evil succubus wife of. Can I just say goals? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Me too. Goals, Me character. too. As, as uh, <laughs> you know, someone who will probably turn into a cousin Fester myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Fester? No, uh, cousin Uncle, it, Fester. Uncle Fester. Yeah. Man, what how is how is Adam's family like still in the ethos? Because you know why? Because everyone cool. loves a little goth. Yeah. Oh. A yeah. little goth now oh. and then never hurt nobody. Oh no, tr- I trust me. If, why you know, haven't we had a good a goth? Oh, we on need, Big Brother. We haven't had good goths. We've had Chrissy. <laughs> Who sucked? <laughs> she was goth. And yeah, she I was would pretty say goth. I would say Nicole Anthony was goth adjacent. Goth adjacent. She went no. to Hot Topic, but she yeah. didn't buy the goth stuff. She bought the like Adventure Time. Spar- she's like a sparkle goth. Okay. You know, like a like bright color. Like I'm yeah. wearing My Little Pony. I'm wearing Adventure Time. Like I'm wearing all the branded stuff all the franchise stuff from a hot topic rather than the 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 full-on goth stuff from hot topic and you can get either i mean now more than ever with julie chen worshiping (laughs) god as much as she did we need a true goth satanic occult worshiping freak on big brother we need it (laughs) oh my god yeah absolutely well speaking of 
god and goths. Aza uh, wins part two, <laughs> and she gets into some fights with Derek F., who said, I carried her all the way here, and she owes me a seat if she gets the final two. Yeah, bro, she does, because she's going to beat your ass. <laughs> of course. Well, I mean, Everyone's and she reveals later, F. like, yeah. I she was going to take Derek X. And it was so shocking. Like, Derek F., how old is he again? I feel like he was in his late 20s. He's young. Yeah, he's, he's, I don't think he's in his 30s yet. You're, you're a married woman. I'm sure you have mm. to make, I'm not, I'm, I don't know anything. I'm not saying anything. I'm sure yeah. it's not all roses and puppy dogs. I'm sure that sometimes there's mm. fights. Oh, yeah. But when you learn. Dirty dishes. You, oh, yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> it's only dirty dishes. Everything's fine. <laughs> when you're in a relationship, as you get older, you have to learn to listen. So what other mm-hmm. people are saying. And yes. someone's like, your partner's pissed off at you and it's like, stop trying to help. I'm telling you what I need. I need you to just listen and say, that sucks at the end. Not even offer a solution. I need you to do X, Y, and Z. I need you yeah. to let me tell my story and not say, <laughs> and only say this in response. And Aza was saying over and over again, I am choosing who I'm taking to final two Based on who is nice to me and not who I can be. <laughs> I don't care about money. I care about yeah. my faith. I care about my relationships. It doesn't make sense because she's not going to win the game ultimately. But she's telling Derek F, who says the week before, this is a game. I'm in it for me. If yeah. someone is telling you, I don't care if you backstab me. I just want, I just want taking someone to the end who's being nice to me and plays by these values, you can just lie and put on a smiley face and be like, you know what? You're totally right. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know what? I I apologize. And you build up that relationship instead of hearing that and being like, no, I'm going to continue to be an asshole to you after she explicitly says, I'm taking the person to final two who is not an asshole to me. There's no other qualifications. There's no other uh, rubric. It's just who is being nice to me is what who I'm taking. And he couldn't even do that. I mean, yeah, he almost so gloriously fumbled the bag <laughs> where truly because she could, she also would win against him. So that in that way, he's a slam dunk pick to yeah. bring to final two. He didn't have to do anything except not be actively rude to her. She literally, she essentially says in this finale, I would rather lose to someone who is nice to me than win against someone who is mean to me. And Derek F was like, I'll keep on being an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Yeah. I, it was such a weird, I mean, they had to have been so bored and so tired and stressed and all of that. But like, what a weird uh, denouement, if you will, and, of these and, final three. I, I might also add Sushi. Even I think says in a in a in a dr, he's such an asshole to her to the point where she's legitimately like unsure if she even wants to be friends with him after the yeah. finale. Like that's yeah. he was he was being awful, and it, it was just I don't know. Someone told me that and be like, "Oh man, you look you look great today. Can I can I make you breakfast?" <laughs> yeah. Even if it's I think not, you suck. Even if I think I, you owe you owe me for some reason. And it's not like Aza is a particularly hard person to be nice to. You know, it's not like she's a monster. She's not 
she's not like full of crazy opinions. She's not, um, she's not Frenchy, you know, yeah, she's, yeah. who, by the way, of course, Derek F loved. So what do I yeah. know? He's got his types. I he guess. likes these ex fire brands. Maybe he's a she's, fire sign like us. Yeah, maybe. She's just relaxed though. She's lying in bed all day. She's sometimes cuddling with Xavier. She's mostly just quiet in her room. Like, do you, you really got to pick yeah. a fight with her? Come on. That actually is a good transition to the uh, jury panel segment. Because um, mm. <laughs> a girl, Sarah Beth, came out with guns blazing. And she says, <laughs> in regards to Aza, and people were saying that Aza had a very honest game. And Sarah Beth says, it's very easy to be honest when you're not talking. <laughs> Sarah Beth was like, Sarah Beth was really good during the round table. And so was uh um, to no one's surprise, Tiff. Yeah. But, um, and Hannah yeah. was as well. Did you miss Will at all? No. no. No, me neither. I feel like he'd been phoning in in a while. Like, yeah. get get a more recent cast member. Get a Tiffany in there. Mm-hmm. Like, get someone. Dr. Will's just so removed. They didn't even need from... anyone. No, they didn't. They clearly didn't. You set them all, you have a producer set them all up with a bunch of questions and you just edit the edit around them asking those yeah. questions, you know, and, and maybe it would work with, with the right, the right person. I think, you know, obviously like Tiffany kind of comes to mind as sort of like the next generation of, you know, ombudsman, the sort of person who's like <laughs> such a, like a strategic mind and has a, has just a great view of the history of the game and can sort of carry those conversations. Um, That'd be nice, but let's get honest. Big Brother is a cheapskate show. They found out they don't have to pay for someone to do an extra hair and makeup. They're not going to oh, do yeah. it ever again. That's what I said. Uh, that's what I said. Kaser is like Kaser lives in Southern California. At least he, you know, the fly, I don't know where he, Will's always around. He's either in Florida or somewhere. Um, yeah, but they got to pat them down with the hair and makeup, make sure they're not oily. Now they don't yeah. have to pay that person. Well, Doctor Will can just self inject himself with whatever mm. makes himself beautiful. Um, yeah. So Kylan comes in and I would say, you know, I watch a lot of football and one of the best parts of watching any football game is right after the game ends, all the people give each other a hug and a handshake <laughs> and you see the two hosts, the two coaches come That's at each best. other. And sometimes it's like, like a handshake into like a hug and they're whispering in each other's ears. And sometimes it's that. And sometimes they like, don't make eye contact. They like touch hands for two seconds and they like back into the other tunnel in their opposing tunnels because they hate each other because they uh, are so yeah. embarrassed That's about the loss. That's what I was going to ask about. Wouldn't they all hate each other because they're on opposite teams? Well, sometimes. I mean, they, I mean, they're, it's all very incestuous. Maybe they've been on a team with the other one person before. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're friends. Maybe they're wishing good luck on the next game or whatever. But anyways, Sarah Beth comes in and, and Kylan comes in and I studied the body language yes, of that hug. please. Mm-hmm. And I would say it is like Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise seeing each other at the Golden Globes. <laughs> Post it war. is spicy. Yeah, yeah. No, now it's like Yeah. In 2021. Yeah. I mean, maybe not even that. Who I don't I don't know that. I don't know them personally. But I'm trying to think of like a celebrity couple who's just like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good to see you. But like, I'm not even gonna show you like any love. Sarah Beth wasn't having it. She knows she got played for a fool by the chuggiest cast member mm. of BB21. Um, but I, I have seen in 
um, post-BB season that she and Tiffany seem to have... Tiffany really had an issue with her throughout the season. And yeah. I think they've buried the hatchet and now they're friends. And we love that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Tiffany... Who knows? This was like months ago. But like, it didn't seem like Tiffany like had a personal issue with Sarah Beth as much as she just like recognized that she would be coming after her. Right. And that Kylan just, wouldn't necessarily stop it. She had an axe to grind with Sarah Beth. She was like not going to stop till Sarah Beth was out of the house. But, you know, it's a game. And they all, this cast, I think the most of any cast ever, have just been like, it was a game. We played. Now we're all friends. Yeah, I I guess no, so. I sense no bitterness. Except maybe, no, right? No, I mean, I've, I've been watching some of the like, Instagram lives and and posts and stuff like that. And they're all friends. They're all hanging out. Like, I'm just a little, I'm a little surprised that Kylan and Derek F seem like they're still part of because it just seemed like things kind of ended the worst with those two where everyone in jury was like, man, I don't know if Kylan's like a good dude. And then there's so much to say with him. And then with Derek F too, like he's, he's really bullheaded. Kylan, going back to something I was talking about earlier with like Ozzy just saying, be nice to me and I will take you to final two. And (laughs) Derek F was like, no. Um, I I think Kylan at least has some of the emotional intelligence to hear that. And like, even if he doesn't mean it, actually adjust his behavior slightly. Uh, Derek F just like what I think in you know recently he's apologized on for many things on on Twitter and his various interviews it seems like he's patched things up with Aza a bit but I, I don't know where I'm going with this but it, it seemed like Derek F was just such a so bullheaded and and kind of wrong about so many things towards the end that I mean I, I guess they all kind of come out of this decompression and they're like oh yeah okay I get it. Must be. Although, let's just rewind a little bit to the finale, um, where Julie Chen kind of gives Kylan and Xavier the opportunity to like... Oh my God. <laughs> this is amazing. Hash out what happened, Kylan's final moments in the house when he was like, your nephew whose father is dead, your brother, um, would be ashamed of you. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. That was the subtext of the, um, of the, the exchange. So Julie Chen brings it up and is, I don't remember how she phrased it exactly, but she was pretty much setting it up so that Kylan could apologize, Xavier could accept it, and they could move on from there. And you tweeted about this moment, but it was a weird... It was total It Kylan. was a weird non... Yeah, it was, an, it was like a, if you felt that I offended uh, you, I'm so sorry. It wasn't even that, which is horrible. If you ever say that, don't. Yeah. That's not an apology. The if doesn't make it an apology. Yeah. Doesn't make an apology. It was it was even worse than that. It was like, I know what was said and I stand by what was said. And actually, I think you're all read like reading it wrong. Like if you were to completely take out the context of the moment and read it as a as a, a legal transcript, I was being yeah. very nice and warm and gracious to Xavier, which I don't think was the case. But it was just a total and then you know, Kylan does his thing of like 
well, I can just talk this way. I can just talk in circles around this and not really say anything and just sound like a tech CEO for four minutes. And then oh, yeah. maybe people will shut up afterwards. And I'm so happy we didn't have him in final two, like trying to explain oh anything. We were saved. Yeah. We, you know, we were given one glorious gift this season, which was Kyle and, I mean, starting that fight in the first place. And then the second yeah. gift was him not being able to talk anymore <laughs> on the piece <laughs> or on the show. Um, but yeah, they ended it in a way where Kylan was pretty much like, we'll have to go back and watch the yeah. tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Xavier knew he was like, alternate, I'm not Alternate getting. interpretations, alternate opinions, yeah. alternate facts about what was said that day. And I believe I was right. Yeah, Xavier didn't care. He was like, I'm winning $750,000 tonight. What does Were you matter? surprised that Kylan voted for Xavier? No, I wasn't. Um, I, I knew it was going to be anonymous. Like, the yeah, the only person who I thought maybe would vote for Derek F, honestly, was Brittany. And Brittany, she oh, interesting. No. Just because she was such close buddies with him. I thought the week was just playing out and I thought Kylan was going to be incredibly bitter with this weird smile on his face. Like, yeah. I'm not being bitter. I'm not being <laughs> bitter. I legitimately think Derek F is better. Yeah. And because he even says during the panel, a bit, he was like a really big detractor to Xavier during the panel. And he said this one thing that just drove me nuts where he said, Xavier wasn't good at making strategic decisions. He threw three competitions and he goes on and on. It's like, bruh, throwing a competition is a strategic decision. It is yeah. losing a cop. Being Derek F and not winning any is not a strategic decision. But when right. you clearly can win almost anyone you would like and you choose not to, to benefit you in certain moments in the game, throwing a competition is one of the most strategic decisions you can make in the game. So that, that just annoyed me. Yeah. I thought the jury questions were quite pointed when, especially maybe it's just how I read them, but the ones for Derek F it was like, Derek F literally name two things you did this season. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the questions. <laughs> yeah. It was like a uh, celebrity jeopardy on SNL. It was like, name a caller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The questions for Xavier were a little more like, we know you did stuff, but we want some more information on how or whatever. Yeah. Whereas for Derek F, it was truly just, yeah, the sky is what color. Yeah. And Der I, I wasn't crazy about, I, I'm still not a fan of the jury questions because they put them on a little card underneath their seat and mm -hmm. you watch Survivor. They let every person, okay. like, Jeff doesn't even say, ask a question. Jeff is just like, <laughs> here you go. It's, here it's you go, so just crazy. do whatever you want. And it's crazy, yeah. these final juries where the jury gets to ask their question. And sometimes they just like grandstand like a lawyer and they don't even ask anything. And they're just like, and it's And they it all just the like vote. get up from their seats and start talking to each other <laughs> and whispering. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Survivor is on no, now yeah. too, so we got to talk about that later. But but it sucks the oxygen out when it's just like you have someone who is backstabbed by someone, and they're like, "Xavier, tell me three uh, foods that you like." <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's just like these questions that aren't—they're just really basic. They're not—they they have an opportunity to be really personal. Alyssa can ask Xavier, mm -hmm. "Were you ever?" that loyal to me 
Were you ever right. going to take me to the I end? Loved- even, you know, something like that. And that wouldn't have happened. So Xavier's answer to Alyssa's question, by the way, because hers well, was like, what was the biggest mistake you made or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that one was kind of like. It was so good because it was such a classic, like, what's your biggest weakness during a job yeah. interview? And he was like, my biggest weakness is I care too much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, it too, was literally, I'm too effective. Yeah. His his answer was something like, my biggest weakness is I fell in love with all of you. And <laughs> it hurt. <laughs> like when I had to evict you all. <laughs> it was so smooth. Like the lawyer jumped out. Yeah. And Derek F's whole thing is like, he's, he started the cookout. He uh, invented Big Brother. He was one of the initial minds behind Facebook. It was just like all sorts of yeah. stuff that like none of it was really true or provable or he kind of just said, he just kind of just said it. And, you know, it, it was real, it was over for, before it began. But when Derek X evicts Aza, I'm sorry, X evicts Aza, I apologize. Derek F says, he just screams, give me second place so I can go home. And it's like, yeah, and we know. And, yeah, we know. And then even Aza says in her thing, it's just like, I'm not a money motivated person. It's like, you should. I think be I on really a television think, show. Yeah. That as much as I, I genuinely actually like Aza and I think her outfits this season were amazing. Yeah. Um, and she gave us some funny moments. I think she might be the most forgettable cast member from this season, despite making it to third place. Usually there is a quite forgettable person who gets towards yeah. the end. That's true. You know, I and I wouldn't and it was interesting because like she was sort of in a way, she was sort of that goat player who gets taken to the end, who doesn't really have much of a resume. Except that she actually had a much better resume than the guy who got second place, who was the real goat, but he was such a force of personality in perhaps any other season. He might have even been, you know, and if he was maybe nicer to people. He might have even been an America's favorite house guest candidate. He was, yeah. by the end, the, the BB fandom really didn't like him because of how he treated other people. But he certainly came into the house in the first few, like, big personality, funny, gets yeah. along with everybody. Great one-liners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, he was the actual go, and, you know, if he, if, if it were reversed, if Aza had won and even taken Derek F, she, I think she would have won. I'm I'm not yeah. sure. I don't know, but um I forgot what he said specifically, but I just have the note that Derek F threw Frankie Grande under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> which I which I could live with. He he said it because um Julie was making them all reveal their secrets and his was oh, that yeah. he was Joe Frazier's son, but he was like his whole thing was that he still everything about his lifestyle that he had told them was not a lie. Like he didn't want them to think that he was some rich kid because yeah. he was a famous athlete's son. That was his whole thing. Like he was still he's still struggling. He's still not successful in his job. He's not like Frankie Grande in that way. That's what I took from that. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I just I forgot what the actual context was. I just wrote down Derek F throws Frankie under the bus, which which is great. <laughs> Um, the secret revealing session that was fun was like it was fun and it was also really funny because it was so drawn out the way Julie did it oh my god <laughs> like we started with like Brittany being like I'm a judo champion <laughs> and why were like the, the reactions to that by the way okay 
I think it's very impressive, obviously, to be a judo champion or whatever the hell she is. But everything Brittany does is impressive. She's an yeah. impressive young woman. She's like a but valedictorian. She's a judo champion. She's obviously living with, I wouldn't want to call it a disability. She's living with a neurodiversity, let's right. say, like in a, in a very brave way. She obviously comes out about it in public. She's an impressive person. Everything she yeah. does is impressive. For sure. But I just like that standalone fact being like my secret. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually really good at karate or whatever the hell. I just like their reactions were jumping. Xavier and Derek F were jumping up and down, screaming in shock at like these facts being revealed. I just... Or and Hannah's fact, I'm actually smart. <laughs> like, it's just come on. All all of the women, all of their secrets were, guess what, you fucking idiot boys, we're actually all smart. Yeah, I mean that's I mean, that's such such a condemnation of like society <laughs> that yeah. every woman who was like really smart and like has an excellent career was like Oh, I'm just majoring I better in fashion. Hide this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I better not let anyone know how smart I am. It's it was so sad. What did Claire say? Her... To... Sorry, sorry. I mean, Xavier obviously hid what his profession is, but you know, none of the other men are going to try to hide what they are. It was just like depressing. What did Claire say her job was when she was in the house? Like, what did the other contestants know. think? I really don't remember at all. Okay. I guess Even no one like cared. Claire. Maybe she told them she was a yoga instructor or something. Yeah, makes sense. Um, we had um, we had five of our friends zooming in over the big screen. How disappointed were you? Though? So fucking disappointed <laughs> because our man Week One Hoh Frenchie was not asked a single question. He didn't say one word during he, the finale. No, did he? Yeah, like what the fuck? Frenchie is like. The most polarizing figure <laughs> of the season. He was like incredible television. And you don't ask him one thing about how the season shaked out, how his best friend in the house is now, you know, a few minutes away from potentially winning the grand prize. Yeah. They you didn't know? want him going rogue, I guess. But they asked Brent a question. Ugh. I tuned it out. I was like, I want to go back to <laughs> this guy not being um, part of <laughs> my life. You know, I feel got a lot of love. Maybe this was just a, a, a post um, season article I read. Everyone fucking loves Travis. <laughs> Speaking of like yes. irrelevant people. <laughs> because he got the fuck out of there. I know. But they, they absolutely love him. Derek X was like, Travis, my man, like well, they I were wish close. Travis won. <laughs> like Travis, I miss you. We need you here. Like he was, yeah, he loved Travis. The true romance, showmance of BB20. Yeah, I know. We missed out. Uh, so Xavier wins unanimously, and Tiffany wins America's favorite house guest. With Derek X as number two. Not surprising. Don't they usually say the top three, though? I wanted to know who else it was. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Because um, my guess... Who's your guess for the third highest? Maybe, like, Hannah? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to pull up the Joker's ratings on the last day. But she, Julie Chen said it was incredibly close. But we're happy. I'm very happy that Tiffany won. She should really, 
I wouldn't be surprised if, say, she didn't even win and they just were like, we got to give it to her. Because, come on, it's so much more satisfying for her to win than Derek X. So on the Joker's ratings at the end, Derek was one, Claire was two. Hmm. Uh, it's kind of a mix. Uh, you know, Travis was three. <laughs> 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 Tiffany's in there and uh, Brittany and, and see Cushion the people love Travis. People don't like Derek F. Derek F. and Kylan are last place. Wow, they are not liked. I here's one thing I did like. Also, when Tiffany won, small thing, Julie Chen was like, "Talk to your family about how you're the winner," and Tiffany was like, "I'm not sharing this with my son." <laughs> <laughs> no, she meant it, and and she meant it, and um, Julie Chen did not like that. Julie Chen was like, "That is not a godly thing to say." <laughs> she was because Julie Chen could not change the subject fast enough. She was like, "All right, well, that's enough, Tiffany. Let's go back to Xavier." Like, Julie Chen's a freaking weirdo. Oh, she is. She is psycho. She's got a lot of issues. She, Aza brought up like God, or did Julie Chen yeah. bring up God? No, Aza was like, she, you know, when she was doing the interview with Aza right after Aza was evicted, Aza just did like a general sort of like, oh, it was God's plan or whatever, right. like, you know. And then, oh yeah. And then Julie loved it, ate it up <laughs> with a spoon. And she said, God has a plan. <laughs> Julie's a freak. Julie should not be allowed around people. And we got a lot of people calling this out on our Twitter, but like all season, Julie's like, air hug, stay at least six feet yes. away from me. Season finale, what happened? It She's all like me the at the rave. She's <laughs> like, yo, let's get personal. Let's get sweaty. Spitting into their faces. Yeah, she was just not worried about it. I don't know how that how that tracks, but okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's a freak. What, what can you say? She is a freak-a-leak. When your girl's a freak, your girl's a freak. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything else about Big Brother? I was going to ask you any final thoughts think... before we close the book and throw the book in the fucking it really warehouse was a where the ark is. I don't know. Who cares? It was a historic season and... Ultimately, you know, good, good that it happened. Finally, yeah. um, I'm I'm much more hopeful for next season that there will be some more. Speaking of freaks, more freaks in the cast is what I would appreciate. Give me that goth. Yeah, yeah we need a goth. <laughs> we need uh, every single person. We need to be like a whore for money. <laughs> yes. They I need want, to really want that money. Please, God. God Please. I, just, I know you want to get like a a, a breadth of, uh, you know, ways of thinking of worldviews, but we want one. We want two worldviews. Yeah. I'm a freak and I want to <laughs> win money. We need to pull a squid game. I know. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I know you yet, haven't yeah. seen it yet, but in, they, this is not a spoiler. The contestants in Squid Game are really fucking desperate for money. And that's the type of people we need on Big Brother. Exactly. So, yeah, you know what? It was, you know, it was not the worst season. It, no. I think it had a, a very ultimately satisfying ending, but I just yeah. think <laughs> after week one, <laughs> it's kind of boring. It was a bit boring. Yeah, week one was awesome. Week fine. one was, was aces. That's fine. Look, we made it through, and now we've got a new show to talk about, and it's called Survivor. <laughs> 
All where right, so, almost too much stuff happens, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess we'll, you know, this is, pod is coming out late on a Tuesday. Most people are probably going to listen to it on Wednesday. There'll be a new episode. So I don't think we have to um, dive super deep on it. You obviously hadn't seen any Survivor when we last chatted. Why don't you give me right. your thoughts on the pilot, if you have any, and on the the, episode, the second episode. I absolutely am loving it. I love that. Here's the problem with Survivors. It's sort of the same as when we start Big Brother, except we have the added hurdle of there's all these people whose names I don't remember. And they're also all on named teams where I can't keep the oh, names Oh, I'm not straight. even going to remember the name of this team. <laughs> so, That's not happening. But what I love is that there is very clearly like, a winner team and a loser team. <laughs> the loser team is full of flops who <laughs> just cannot win a comp to save their lives. I will say this losing. though. I will say this though. And I watched a season, I believe it was Survivor Philippines a few months ago where there was a similar situation. There were three teams and one team literally went to tribal and there was only one tribal per night, right? Yeah. So there was never an opportunity where, where two teams would go to tribal. One team went to every tribal up until the merge. They literally <laughs> lost every challenge. They got last place in every challenge, but the winner came from that tribe. Well, so, you, go. you know, it, back against the wall. I mean, I, I think she was an exceptional player, uh, but uh, we, we have a loser squad that's going to keep losing. They keep actively. Uh, first of all, I just want to say Tiffany, from the Boogie oh. Down Bronx. <laughs> Danielle, come get yeah. your girl. Can I just say, though? <laughs> you Tiffany loved her preseason. Tiffany has them hoodwinked and bamboozled because she got her way. <laughs> so. Tiffany has herself hoodwinked and bamboozled. <laughs> Tiffany does not understand what is happening on in the game. Watching They're telling her, her yo, yeah. Xander literally does not have an advantage and literally does not have a vote. And she's like, yeah, but what if, though? Yeah. <laughs> Watching her scoot her little butt across that. Oh. I mean, here's the thing. So they have to run across this like pole to get to the other side. It's yeah. part of one of the challenges. The, the it's comp a balance beam. Was, yeah, it's a balance beam. It was built for them to walk or run across, right? No, but, everyone but many finds, people were scooting. Many people yeah, were many scooting because it was slippery. It was, on this, it was on the water. It was not on, yeah. on terra firma. A hundred percent. And so a lot of people took the strategy of scooting their little butts across. And I just, I'm sorry to say that even scooting did not help Tiffany because as she was scooting, she somehow just like still <laughs> slipped and fell into the water. It was, pay it was so painful to watch. Yeah. And her game, her like social gameplay on top of it, I believe is also quite bad. Like it is. There's a chance she goes she very far. She got them far. all to do what she wants. The, the, my fucking thing with this is like, man, Survivor is really, really, really hard because everyone is starving. They're exhausted, <laughs> and they make fucking boner decisions yeah. constantly. What could Voce have done? Voce shouldn't should is the last person who should have been voted out. I mean, on last it, Wednesday night, what could he have done? Because they're like, well, we don't want to get out, vote out Xander, even though he has no powers because he think we he might have an even secreter power. We don't yeah. want to get rid of Tiffany because that's going to piss off. Like, we don't want to get rid of the person who's 
the worst at everything. Right. We don't want to get rid of the person who's the best at anything. Usually Survivor, it's like you get rid of the person who sucks the most or who is really good. And then you get rid of the one person who's like right there in the middle, Mm -hmm. very helpful, very willing to work with people, but I guess not hard enough. And it's just like, there's so few people and these people are just, I I felt so bad because I liked him, but man. I liked him too. How do you, how does someone, it's just so hard to like run interference on yourself like that when the game is moving so fast. If this were happening on Big Brother, there'd be a week of Voce getting people to be like, yeah, actually vote out Tiffany. (laughs) She's really fucking awful. (laughs) Or Xander, look how much of a threat he is. Like to get out sort of a a second in command sort of person who doesn't really hold much power and who clearly seems like just like he's helpful at camp. He's helpful to winning the competitions. I'm frustrated for the team, but it's, it's, it's shocking and entertaining. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's just so perfect because they're the hot mess team anyway, who can't get it together. Um, But listen, I'm just trying to offer the other side of the coin. Maybe Tiffany is the best player at this game. She, yeah, I mean, she's def- she's deflected everything. She got what she wanted. Here's a, there's something about it because, like, after that competition, any normal person, any rational, self aware person who performed the way she did in that competition would be like, guys, I'm so sorry. Like, it, I, I wanted, I was trying my hardest. It was just not my body just can't do that or whatever. You know, you try to be, you try to connect with them and show like, yeah, maybe I can't win comps, but you know what? I'm going to go start dinner or start, try to start a fire. I'm going to like prove myself in other ways, whatever. You know what Tiffany did? She complained. (laughs) She was like, that comp hurt my thighs. (laughs) Like she was not, not at all apologetic. And I think that type of, of, single-minded narcissism. I recognize that. I've seen it before. She a freak. In, she's a freak, but she, you know, it reminds me of the biggest freak of all, the Who? former president of the United States. I actually had the thought, and I, I wasn't going to say it out loud because I don't like giving the person any sort of mental space or public I know, space. I know. But it's this, it's this thing of like, Sometimes there's someone who is just so single-minded and yeah, narcissistic and thinking about themselves and adamant that they are right. Adamant that because they have so much confidence in that, they are able to make otherwise smart and rational seeming people like the other people on that tribe do what they want. Even though I'm sure as they were doing it, they were like, why am I voting Voce out? <laughs> like, why wouldn't I vote out Tiffany? <laughs> or at why? least Xander, like, you know what? You don't want to vote Tiffany out? I get it. I under, I completely understood voting out Xander and keeping Tiffany. I, like, if I were there, I'd be like, oh my God, get me the person who can, like, get us a <laughs> fucking spear. But I yeah. get the, strate- the strategic maneuver of like let's get out Xander instead even though he's the strongest person in the game but he's strongest he's also he's clearly being aggressive with the challenges with the rewards all that stuff I understand that maneuver I didn't understand the Voce thing and it's 
whatever. Like it's it's going to be an interesting season. Um, I really like you know to move to some of the other characters on the show. I really like Evie. I really like Shan. Um, I like Ricard. Nasir is Nasir is great. Like he uh, what, yeah. He, talk about someone who like can like was is really like fighting to win this. He's like I grew up in poverty in like yeah. not a western nation. Yeah. I I can make fire instantly. I can <laughs> yeah. do I, I, do it all. Yeah, he's and I think he made a bit of a strategic blunder in the first in the first episode when he was mm-hmm. kind of dobbing on the on uh what is it um it was Deshaun and I'm blanking on the other guy's name who was an NFL player so of course I should remember his name but yeah. um dobbing on them for like for like looking for idols while they were doing while that water doing challenge yeah. or whatever. So, I mean, as long as you keep winning, like, I, I don't no, know. No, I have to say when he started that fire and he was giving his um, confessional to the camera being like, yeah, I know how to do this. I grew up learning. I knew how to do this before I was like two years old. Yeah. I was very turned on. Oh. <laughs> there, was, there was, I was like, now that's a man, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, there is something about, cause he's just so, again, confidence. He was just like, yeah, I know how to do this shit. Oh, you want that? Whatever it was, whatever that food was, it was like, not a coconut, but it was like papaya. I don't know. Yeah. It was something up in the tree. And he was like, oh, there's some food. Easy. Chucked some stuff at it. Got it down. Everyone's eaten. There's something about that. Very sexy. We love it. We love this fucking sexy man on the show. We do. <laughs> um, speaking speaking of sexy of- man. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just... We're talking um, about Jeff, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes! <laughs> His... Jeff, as played by Lindsay Lohan in this episode, because that was one raspy-ass voice. What's going on with Jeff? I mean... He's been on the sidelines for 18 months. And then all of a sudden, he's got to be like, oh, this team has almost got the puzzle. They're three pieces away. These this asshole's out on the balance beam falling over to scratch. I mean, I'm losing my voice right now. Jeff Probst, I said this last week, is like one of the best play-by-play announcers in sports. He just yeah. he does a, he does a reality show. Can I say my thing about Jeff? I don't think I've ever seen this before. I guess there's not too many like double evictions but i guess it was either it was either before the first one or in between before the the cast walked in they're like right off camera he's like direct to cam and he's like all right so the tribe is about to walk in and it's set up to be one of the craziest nights at tribal council ever let's see what happens and then they walk, I'm just, i don't think i've ever seen that before jeff's just having a he's in a silly goofy mood He's having a good time this season. A little too much fun, I think. I don't know what's going on with that voice. He didn't sound good. We're all extra paranoid because of the disease, the virus that shall not be named. Sure. (laughs) But, but, you know, he's got to take care of himself, get some tea with honey. The voice is an instrument. He needs to take care of his instrument. Do some vocal warm-ups. Yeah. From the diaphragm, not from the throat. Um, one lot. Well, uh, I just wanted. We didn't talk about um, him at all. I think Brad is a little bit of a tryhard. Oh, like Brad, going I, to hide in the bush. 
Yeah, because that was a Tony Tony Vlachos move, right? He yeah. won Winners at War, and I didn't yeah. see his other season where he won, but that was his move, is he would like run around and hide in bushes and eavesdrop. And I just said, sir, you are no Tony. Yeah, I just, I couldn't decide if I liked him or not, and then he did that, and I was like, hmm, no, it's a no, bit I, much. Well, what also is like, he gives me like Joel Osteen vibes, just Ooh. like in, in his, like the way his skull looks. It's like, I don't want to judge people on their appearance. (laughs) But if they look like Joel Osteen, I think maybe I will. Is it Osteen or Austin? I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) And then I do love this. Um, They, so they, Xander found the idol, but it's a special idol this season where someone from each team has to find it and and participate by saying a goofy phrase. Yeah. <laughs> so, so every time they meet for a challenge, Xander has to say, what is it? It's like butterflies are like our dead yes. relatives or something like that. Which I was like, did the person who wrote this line, did he watch Caitlin on BB20? <laughs> was it BB20 or BB21? Yeah, I think so. Remember Caitlin's? Uncle Lou was a butterfly who came. Oh and said hi. yeah, sure. I don't know, but I just—he has to say it every single time. He, didn't, he doesn't have to say it. He well, said it the he, first time because he was excited. I would have not. I would have held off on saying it, like especially because you have the cue. You have to say it, and you have to hear the other the other two phrases. I would have waited right. to hear the other phrase before I said it. Wow. Well, I, I would have waited because he's now he's going to say it every time. People are going to be like, well, you clearly have a fucking thing. Back to our girl, <laughs> Tiffany. Yeah. Evie was like, I literally, he literally showed me the paper that says yeah. you have to say this. And someone from the blue tribe has to say this. And someone from the green tribe has to say this. And none of those things happened. And Tiffany was like, yeah, I, I, I think he's got something. <laughs> She she misses them. Tiffany's got the sway. So we'll see. She we'll will. see what happens. It's going to be a fun, interesting season, and we're going to get another one too. I, I don't know when the premiere date is, but it seems like they shot both with the sort of same structure of a twenty six day season. Not much, not much in terms of food, the resources, very quick schedule. So we'll oh, see. Uh, do you have yeah. any questions or any other any other things you want to talk about? Well, I just had one other thing I wanted to talk about, which is that. Um, Evie and Evie, yeah. Deshaun were the two people who were pitched to go on sure. this like hike. Um, and I was just like, Evie is really giving him everything and getting nothing in return. And I think Evie was someone we were both very excited about um, preseason. But I was just like not that impressed with this as game play. Because you could see he, Deshaun was like a kid in a candy store. She just kept telling him all of her information. He said nothing. And he just kept like laughing and being like, oh, wow, great. <laughs> it was like, That's crazy. you could tell. Yeah, exactly. You could tell Evie was like sick of being on a team with psychos and just wanted to be like, thank God someone knew to talk to. Oh, so that's what I, all this shit. Yeah. That's but, what I saw it as is like. Someone who's like, Jesus Christ, I'll, if I'm lucky enough to get to the merge here, like, there's not going to be many people left on my team. I'm clearly going to be on a team that's going to tribal every night. And I need to make these, I need to make these inroads with the other tribes because otherwise I'm going to be the first person voted out after the merge because I'm an outsider. Yeah. 
It was just a little desperado to me. If I was a Sean, I'd be like, okay, thank you, next. <laughs> like, but yeah, no, but for I- sure, whether it's in business or your personal life, you meet the person who's like, you're at a party and they're like, they start telling you like, my ex shot my dog and then my brother <laughs> like uh, joined the army and fought his his colonel. I'm like, and you're like, what the fuck? And you're just getting like <laughs> fucking wild so ass stories from someone yeah. who's like, you just and you're like, I, at least for me, I'm like, I don't want to talk to you because I'm accidentally going to become a part of one of these stories because clearly you like, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying that Evie is doing that, but it's, it's sim- a similar, a similar vibe to that. I don't think she's as bad, but you're, you're yeah. excited, you know, you're day three or four and you want to make inroads with another team. Sure. Sure. Listen, I won't write her off completely, but. Um, should we get to some questions? Yes. Okay. So one of the questions is from BBFan022, not related to BB. What do you think of Survivor? Personally, I think it's really good so far. We just gave our recap. We're also enjoying it. It's crazy. Um, from Matt May 81 thoughts on Julie ignoring Frenchie and Whitney in the finale? Rumor is Whitney was going to call out Big D about his treatment and comments of women. And while Frenchie is a wild card, Miss for even more messy live or intentional? Definitely intentional for Frenchie. I would say um, Whitney too. But like, how would they know that that was what? Did she tweet I, about it or something? I don't know. I mean, I don't know where the that's rumor such comes a random from. I don't know where the rumor do. comes from, so I don't, I, I don't know. But like, as we've discussed, and I saw a tw- another tweet about it today, Whitney has some thoughts about world events that I would say are alternative facts. I would say they (laughs) come from the more extremist. They come from news networks that are more extreme than Fox News. And I'll say say that gently. So I understand not giving Whitney anything to say. She's been like cooking all summer and and she's got some thoughts on like what what the vaccine is made of, I'm sure. Oh, no. You know, (laughs) so... Yeah, don't give I, and also Whitney's like Whitney was like a total non character, right? Frenchie was the Frenchie was ultimate. evicted and was like still a major topic of conversation in the house for weeks afterwards. Like his one week of HOH caused ripples f- for for uh, the first half of the game. So yeah, he's a character. He is. Um, it was a miss for sure. From it's Matt Steele. Is the cast okay? Or has Todrick fully kidnapped them and held them against their will? So Brett's looking confused. Let me explain. Um, I think it's Hannah, Derek X, Tiffany, Aza, and Kylan. I think those five. They have um, taken up residence in Todrick Hall's like multi-million dollar home. Who's Todrick Hall? He's a big time YouTuber. Oh, God. And he's friends with Taylor Swift, so excuse you. Uh, <laughs> he, I'm guessing he's going to be on Celebrity Big Brother. He seems like the type. He's in the same realm as you know a Frankie Grande, but um, he's beloved. He's beloved. You're really on selling me on Celebrity Big Brother. Well, it's what's funny is so from what I've gathered, these five cast members like didn't have a place to stay after the CBS, you know, per diem ran out. Yeah. And Todrick Hall put them up in their, his house because he's got this great big house. Is he a Big Brother fan? 
Yeah, he's a huge Big Brother fan. Oh, I got you. So that's the thing. They met at like the an after party, I think. And he was like, yeah, you guys have nowhere to stay. Come stay with me. And, you know, he's a content creator himself. So I'm sure he's thinking like, oh, oh my yeah. gosh, great opportunity to make some reels, some TikToks. Yeah, you get an extra 10,000 BB fans following yeah, you. why not? But then I guess Todrick Hall had to like go work somewhere for a while. And so the, he left. And the Big Brother contestants were like, well, can we just keep staying here? And he was like, yes. So now they're oh, just wow. staying in his house alone, unsupervised. Thank you, thank you so I, much for this update and insight. I've learned so much. I wouldn't trust Kylan staying in my house alone. <laughs> I mean. You know, he's touching my tub of cookie dough. He's so. bringing it. I was going to say, maybe you invite him because he's bringing the tub. And then, you, and then you're like, hey, Kylan, you know what? We're actually going to bring the party over to your place. Why don't you go over there and get set up? <laughs> and then you never leave. He's putting those tortillas all over his face. Oh, no. Remember that. Remember oh, those days. No. I think that's pretty much it um, for cues. I know this was a late one, guys. All the cues have expired. We get it. But thank you. Oh, here's one really good one, though. Wait. From Matt. Giesbrick, what are your least favorite Chen-isms? Episode sign-offs, rushing people to lock in decisions during important comps, we need to social distance, mimes hug, <laughs> any others? I actually appreciate, I don't think she's tough enough during the comps, quite frankly. I would I like some <laughs> more Jeff in the comps because these people wiffle waffle and dilly-dally. No, as someone who's very type A, who like is always thinking about time, I love when she's like, come on, we're on live TV. Let's go. Yeah. You move over there. Don't put down your thing yet. Like, I love when people love get upset about that because I do. I love like, no, don't reset. Tiffany, you need to reset. Don't walk away. Don't walk <laughs> back to the bench. Go back and reset. Like, I yeah. love that. The, the sign offs are weird, but like now they're almost such a thing that like, keep doing them. No. Because maybe once a season we'll get like a truly fucking wacko one. <laughs> the God, the, like the God stuff is just, it's like, it, it doesn't have a place on television. No. Like Separation of church and big brother. Come on. Not everybody believes in it. Leave it and to the contestants. If they want to be Jesus yeah. freaks, fine. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, and maybe, you know, like, like, what are you, you going to have fucking Kaser come on who's Muslim and he's going to be like, oh, well, God is, you know, I'm really thankful for God for giving me this opportunity. And Julie Chen's going to be like, y -y -y, mm. but but not that one, though. Like, like, what, <laughs> yeah. like what are you going to say? Like, just how about you don't like don't bring up religion and politics like. Mm -hmm. Shut up. Shut up. Seems seems like a fairly simple thing for a TV host to do, but especially a host of it's Big Brother. It's not, she's not hosting like CBS nightly news interviewing whoever the fuck, whatever. We're all Probst on a would fucking about. never. <laughs> he would never. Um, what a season. What oh, a season. Oh, what a night. Yep. Well, it's over. Uh, I'm excited to like fully devote myself to Survivor. Mm -hmm. um, I've got to catch up on some shows, including Squid the Squid Game. <laughs> um, 
and we'll have a new season of Big Brother that Todrick Hall is going to be. You said, oh, they're staying at Todrick Hall. I'm like, (laughs) it sounds like a restaurant in Hollywood. It does sound, yeah, it sounds like. Just guys letting you guys know, it's all share plates here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It sounds like a restaurant near NYU in Greenwich Village. I know, Um, definitely. But no, he's he's very successful. I think that, and I do think that gives us a taste of the type of celebs we can expect on Celebrity Big Brother. I am getting less excited about Celebrity (laughs) Big Brother as the days go by. Um, Well, we'll still see you all then. And we'll be plotting until then about everything else under the sun. So keep sending us your questions, your comments at HeyJulie on Twitter. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie.